millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's Wednesday morning and oh baby, there's a lot to talk about. It's your Yahoo Sports Canada daily podcast for Wednesday, October 16th. But first, sports. Good morning. We are halfway through the week already. Happy Wednesday to you. The Toronto Maple Leafs got off on the right foot of a back-to-back last night. The Washington Nationals punched their ticket to a World Series. And the best pitcher in baseball shut down one of the league's best offenses to give the Astros a lead in the ALCS. But first, the Toronto Maple Leafs rode the momentum of a big-time second period to a victory over the Minnesota Wild last night. Morgan Riley tied a franchise record with four assists in the second period. Kasperi Kapanen's spot on the line with John Tavares and Mitch Marner was officially handed to Trevor Moore. And immediately, there were positive results. Tavares had a goal. Marner had three points. Freddie Anderson looked pretty solid. Pretty much everything worked the way it was supposed to work for the Maple Leafs in a win over the Wild. Yahoo Sports Canada's Leafs lead. Justin Cuthbert was in the building at Scotiabank Arena last night for the game. He joins me now to talk about it. Cuth, first things first, the decision to finally replace Kapanen on the Tavares-Marner line was made. And it looked like it worked out for the best. What did you think of it? And do you think it will stick? I don't think anyone's going to really rush to like lavish Babcock with praise here because it seemed like a pretty obvious move. But like after a month of Kasperi Kapanen not really working with John Tavares and Mitch Marner, if you want to go all the way back to the start of training camp, uh, I think a move had to happen. And I think you have to give him a list, at least a little credit on when it happened. I mean, they were sort of stagnating in that first period and in. Uh, promoting more to the second line pretty much gave the entire team a lift. I mean, it was obviously an immediate impact with, I guess, a couple shifts at the end of the first period, uh, but scoring to start the second period. And from there, it was all Leafs. They were sort of downhill running on uh, the Minnesota Wild from that point on. Uh, I think it will stick, obviously, until Zach Hyman comes back. I think that's his spot. But Trevor Moore is closer to Zach Hyman than Kasperi Kapanen ever really was. So this move kind of makes sense, and it probably makes sense just to ride with it until uh, Zach Hyman does return. We also saw Morgan Riley have a nice night, four assists, all of them in the second period. He sort of had a shaky start to the year. What have you thought of his play lately? Yeah, I mean, I think it's still a work in progress. Uh, this wasn't a team that was going to put high stress on the Riley-CC partnership, which has sort of been under the microscope of late. Uh, four assists, you know, it's a, it's a nice milestone night in that no defenseman had ever done that, I don't think. And and uh, he hit the 200-assist plateau, but he didn't deserve that one assist. I mean, uh, Moore didn't get an assist for sort of leaving it for Tavares there. I think, like, that's better than a feed, I mean, a, a pass, right? I think uh, Riley got the secondary assist on there. But four assists in one period, that's obviously a nice little uh, uh, nice little thing for Morgan Riley and, and maybe something that gets him going a little bit because it hasn't been a bit of a, a challenge of late. Now, there's something a little bit bigger picture that I wanted to talk to you about. This is... Game one of a back-to-back, we saw Freddie Anderson in goal. That's a very standard 
Mike Babcock thing. But next week, they have two back-to-backs. And on the second half of both of those games, they play the Bruins and the Canadiens. Is is he going to stick to Freddie gets game one and the backup gets game two? Or do you see him budging off of this and playing Freddie in what you would call the more important games against divisional teams next week? Uh, no, this is this is what Babcock does. He's going to play his his number one guy in the first half, and then ride and uh, ride with the the backup on the second half. I mean, he's pretty rigid in everything that he does, and this is one of the things that he's just always done. So I don't expect it to change. Uh, but it, again, for from a philosophical standpoint, I think there is reason to think that he should change things. I mean, yeah, I get throwing you know a hundred percent effort with a rested team and your best goalie just to try and bag the two points, but if you're at you know, 85% on the second second half of a back-to-back with your number one goalie, maybe that gives you a better chance to win both games if you look at it from a more statistical or a, a, a more statistical perspective, I guess. So uh, I, I think it's something that people are always going to bring up when you have all these back-to-backs that the Maple Leafs seem to always have every year. Uh, but this is what Babcock's always done, and it's one thing that I, I definitely don't think is going to be changed. I'm glad you said that because I felt like I was going crazy. I was like, it's Boston and Montreal. <laughs> if that doesn't change it, what will? Um, one last thing. Wanted to get your thoughts on this. Obviously, it happened over the weekend, but we haven't spoken since then. Rasmus Sandin sent down. Uh, most people thought he was playing pretty well. The possession numbers bear that out as well. Maybe a little uh, not strong enough at this point. What did you think of the demotion and what that means for him going forward? Yeah, I think it, it, it. I definitely think it makes sense um, because the ceiling for Sandine isn't to be the fifth defenseman. I think he obviously, if you're if you're a fan that wants to see the Leafs put their very best lineup on the ice every night, uh, which is fair, it probably includes Rasmus Sandine. But the bigger picture view here is that they want him to be you know, a top pairing defenseman or a solid number three who's going to be uh, relied on for big minutes um, in key situations for, for many, many years. And to get to that point, you have to actually log those minutes at a competitive level. And right now, the only competitive level where he's going to log major minutes is with uh, the Marlies in the American Hockey League. So uh, while it's sort of disappointing because I don't think they're icing their very best lineup anymore, um, it's it's important for the development of Rasmus Sandin to play a lot of hockey this year, and maybe when uh, since they haven't burned the entry level contract, maybe they still do burn the entry level contract after he's had another year of seasoning uh, at the minor league level, and the games become even more important, and you need to ice your best roster. Perhaps he's back up in in March or maybe April. And busy week, so I don't want to take too much of your time. Anything else jump out from you last night with the win over the Wild? Well, it's just a, it's a very, you know, whether we debate sort of the importance of, of face-offs and, and how much that relates to actually having possession and, and, and the importance of just getting the puck back. But we've seen in these special team scenarios that it is so important. And Babcock was going on about the, the struggles of them entering the zone. Well, John Tavares basically just took that out of the equation tonight by winning uh, three of his four face-offs, two of them directly to goals. And we saw the other night against the Tampa Bay Lightning where they couldn't win a face-off and it led directly to goals. So uh, the fact that he was able to shore things up in the face-off dot uh, today was a, a main factor in them getting the win, and it's going to be something that we're going to keep a, keep an eye on because uh, it just seems to be a storyline that's not going away, especially with that taxi squad that uh, Jason Spezza uh, leads in the fourth line there. As 
mentioned off the top, the Maple Leafs are on a back-to-back. They travel to D.C. tonight to take on the Washington Capitals. The Caps, off to a 3-2-2 start to the season, are coming off a 6-3 beatdown at the hands of the Colorado Avalanche on Monday. Puck drop for that game is scheduled at 7 p.m. Eastern this evening. Elsewhere in hockey, tangentially, the St. Louis Blues had their day at the White House with the Cup yesterday. It was, I mean, if you've seen footage of Donald Trump talking about, I don't know, anything ever, then you probably know what to expect from yesterday. He spoke for 25 minutes. He talked about impeachment and player agents and just your regular rambling address that would be out of the ordinary if we hadn't become desensitized and made it completely ordinary by now in the current state of affairs. Anyway, Kyle Lowry of the Toronto Raptors spoke to the media for the first time since signing his one-year $31 million extension last week. You always want to be at a place that you, you know, you've been so long and you had a lot of success um, at. But, um, you know, it was a process. It it was a little bit of a process, and, you know, it's a place where I wanted to be. It's a place I've been um, been the most successful in my career. Um, I think it it, it works on both sides, you know. um, And, you know, it's just something that's um, really important and really special to be able to have an opportunity to go out here and play basketball for a living and and make the amount of money and make money in general by playing the sport that you love. So thanks, you know, to Masai and Bobby and, you know, thanks to Mark Bottlestein for, you know, helping me get this done. And, um, you know, it's uh, another step and another step in my career. Lowry also participated in practice in full. We will see if he's ready to make his preseason debut in the team's final tune-up game on Friday in Brooklyn. Opening night, as a reminder, just six days away on Tuesday in Toronto, banners, rings, Zion Williamson, the whole nine yards. That is on Tuesday. There were trades, sweet, sweet, sweet transactions in the NFL yesterday. First, the Rams traded away cornerback Marcus Peters to the Ravens. Then they turned around and traded for Jacksonville Jaguars corner, Jalen Ramsey. It's a bit of a shuffling of the secondary for the Rams, but the Jags, they made it okay. They got two firsts and a fourth for Ramsey, who is a very talented player but really seemed to be on the way out of Jacksonville. Anyway, the NFL trade deadline is, by the way, just under two weeks away, October 29th. In the MLB playoffs, the Washington Nationals, the Washington Nationals, the Washington Nationals are headed to the World Series. The Nats jumped all over the Cardinals to close it out in Game 4. They put up seven runs in the first inning, taking advantage of some brutal Cardinals fielding. Then they held on. It's a first-ever World Series appearance for the Nats. They entered this season having not even won a playoff series. So, yeah, the first time ever. The former Montreal Expos are headed to the biggest stage in baseball. The Nats sweep the Cardinals and did not trail for a single pitch. The four-game NLCS. Crazy. The Washington Nationals. And who do they face? Great question. The Houston Astros took a 2-1 lead in the ALCS Last night, behind a dominant showing from Garrett Cole, he went seven innings, four hits, seven Ks, no earned runs for Garrett Cole. He's given up one earned run in 22 and two-thirds innings pitched this season, this postseason, that is. Just an incredible showing, Jose Altuve and Josh Reddick homered for the Astros. Game four of that series, which the Astros lead two games to one, is tonight, 8 p.m. in New York City. And 
finally, Canada's men's soccer team beat the USA last night at BMO Field in Toronto in Nations League action. You think that's not a huge deal? It is a huge deal. The first win for Canada against the United States men's team since 1985. 34 years. Not a major competition. I know that. But let's just savor the moment and hear the reviews of the match from the other side. It's a calamitous, disjointed, error-strewn, awful performance from the USA. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the good stuff. So, with that good taste in your mouth, that is all for this morning's show. Another Leafs game tonight, as I mentioned, plus a big-time ALCS game for in the Bronx. Plenty to look forward to and plenty to talk about once again tomorrow morning. But for now, get out there and enjoy your Wednesday.